you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. So today, if you want to follow along with the notes, it's Lifeway Church, or lifeway.church forward slash one dash. Today is the 12th one. 1-12-20. Those notes are out there. You can use your mobile device to take notes as you're looking at the notes. And then at the bottom, as you get finished taking notes in the notes, you can say, email me the notes with my notes. Isn't that great? Technology. But you just have to learn how to use it, right? <laughs> it sounds easy. It's great when it works. So today, the title of the message is Build the Shield of Peace. Let's build the shield of peace. Talk about being busy. Busy. You know, everybody's busy. There's never been a busier day than today. Everything is busy. Almost to the the point where we, we wear busy as a badge. And we talk to each other and we say, well, you know, I've been meaning to catch up with you, but I've been so busy. And when you say that to someone, they say, I've been busy too. And we get into this battle of busy. How busy have you been? But I've been more busy, so I didn't contact you, but you've been more busy, so you should, you've been less busy, so you should have contacted me. And we compare our busies without even realizing it. Is everybody in agreement? We've got to agree on this before we can go any further, that it's an epidemic of being busy. Busy, 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 busy. In fact, I was reading an article this week about all of the, all of the dope that we're on about being busy. And I say dope, but it's natural things in our body, chemical reactions in our body like endorphins and dopamine and uh, oxytocin. Yeah, oxytocin. You got to be a doctor to speak this language, right? And serotonin. Serotonin. Is she kin to Sarah Lee? Or no? Um, Cortisol. Cortisol. So you've got serotonin, you've got cortisol, you've got endorphins, you've got dopamine, you've got oxytocin. Who knew all these things would be involved in busy? But they write books like uh, Thriving, Thriving in Chaos or Thriving on Chaos. And there's just certain people that just, uh, they've adopted this ADHD, this uh, de- de- attention deficit disorders, because we're so busy that we have to be drugged to calm down. Anybody with me this morning? And the title of the series is, We're Too Busy Not to Pray. So what is the solution for being busy? We need to pray. We really need to pray so that we can build this shield of peace so that we're not so stressed out and over busy that we just go out of our mind, right? I've never heard anybody say to me, ever, never, ever, I'm finished with my to-do list and I'm so relaxed that I just can't take it anymore. (laughs) And I bet you've never heard that either. Right? The stress and pressure that we have in our diseased world. And I said that purposely. The stress and pressure in our diseased world 
makes us even more angry that we can't attain this work-life balance. Anybody hear that? Work-life balance. Now we have life coaches teaching us how to live life and balance our work with our life as if we can segment everything out and make sure we have enough time for all of that, right? Don't Just try not taking your uh, mobile device home and answering email from your work, right? Don't open your computer and don't respond to any email from work. When does that ever happen? When did that start happening? But I think we're in the uh, twilight zone now. Am I hitting anybody in this place? Busy has become such a buzzword that we don't even realize how busy we are. How can we truly hope to experience Matthew chapter 11 where it says that we will walk in the unforced rhythms of God's grace? Let me, let me find that. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you because my, my burden is easy and my yoke is light, right? And, and you can find rest for your souls, does your soul need rest? Man, mine does. And in the Message Bible, it says that we would walk in the unforced rhythms of grace. That should be a really goal, a big goal, a number top 10 goal for our life in 2020 is to walk in the unforced rhythms of God's grace. Can anybody say amen? amen. No doubt that things are more complex today. And the demands for our time are more and more. And the pace of life has increased exponentially. But you know, the harder and faster we run, the louder and more frantic the world becomes, the more important it is that we understand what the peace of God is and how to walk in the peace of God. So building the shield of peace, I'm going to give you three points on how we should build and how we can build the shield of peace. Let's look in Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7. This is the New International, New International Version. It says, do not be anxious. <laughs> That's a tall order, right? Do, don't worry. Be happy. Boom, 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 boom. Don't worry. Boom. Be happy. <laughs> Even the song says, if, if you're worried, then how could you be happy? Or in order to be happy, you can't worry and... I'm going to commission you over the next 30 minutes. Do not be anxious. Don't think about anything outside of this room. Don't be worried about anything. Just be happy. Don't be anxious about anything but in every situation. Everybody say every. Every, every, every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to Facebook. If I just ask somebody on Facebook, they'll know. If I just present it to Google, they'll know. It doesn't say that in your Bible. No. Nothing about Google, nothing about Facebook. Present your request to God. Everybody say God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, it goes beyond what you can think, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Jesus, does anybody need their mind guarded? <laughs> we need our mind guarded. Why? Because the enemy is constantly throwing fiery darts into your mind. 
And so we need a guard. Build the shield. Look at your neighbor and say, build the shield. We're responsible to build the shield. Right? God gives us His peace. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. But we're responsible to build the shield. Building the shield. Building the shield. The shield of peace. John 14, 27. New International Version. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let. Don't let your heart be troubled. And do not be afraid. That's not, um, I'm suggesting this to you. Jesus said, do not do this. And he asked us not to, so therefore we have the ability to not be troubled. We have the capability of not being afraid. His peace is a gift to us. That when we receive it, it guards our heart from worry and fear. Neighbor lady was talking to me, or I was talking to her, or we were talking to one another the other day. And she said that her daughter had a question after this past week. Her granddaughter, granddaughter had a question, and it was very sincere on the way to school. You know how kids are thinking about world events on the way to school. This is a note for parents. Pay attention to what your child's asking you. Don't ignore them. Put your device down long enough to give them your attention. Eyes are the window to the heart. You need to connect with your child before you take them into school because they're going to be facing the battles in school. And so the granddaughter said, Grandma, are we going to experience World War III? And so, guys, that's an indicator that the society is expecting something bad to happen. How much more important is it for us as the body of Christ to be walking in a, a, a greater level of peace that we can be peacemakers and peacekeepers? But see, in order to keep peace and make peace, we have to have peace in us. We have to be at peace. Right? We have to be at peace. And so, his peace becomes more and more precious the further and further we go in these end days. There's three things that we can do to jump off the worry-go-round and build the shield of peace. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Number one, choose to sit. Everybody say, choose to sit. Choose to sit. How busy, how busy is your busy? Listen at this. Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Underlying listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And Martha came to him and said and asked, Lord, 
Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset. Underline worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. There's one thing that's needed. Mary has chosen, underline the word chosen, what is better. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. And so, we see from this passage of scripture that hurry leads to worry. How do you know when you're worried or upset? As in the case of Martha, she was worried and upset. I believe worry leads to upset. Worry leads to anger, right? I think there's four things that I see from this passage of Scripture. Number one is blame, blame, blaming, blaming. Martha was blaming Mary for not helping her. Really, she wasn't asking Jesus Jesus, could, could you please ask my sister to help me? She was demanding. She was blaming her sister with this supposed question that she was asking the Lord. Number two is complain. How can you tell if you're worried or upset? Number one, if you're blaming, if you're blaming your spouse, if you're blaming your boss, if you're blaming the dog next door, if you're blaming, then you could be worried or upset which leads to anger, which disturbs peace, right? Number two, complaining. If you're complaining to the Lord, Martha was complaining. Don't you see that I'm working harder than my sister? Won't you help me? Right? She was angry. She was worried. She was upset. And she was complaining to the Lord. Are we complaining to the Lord? Don't you see my situation? Can't you do something? I've been waiting so long. Please do something. I can't take it anymore. Number three, accusing. Accusing. Now, number one was blaming, but number three was accusing. Number three is accusing because Martha was accusing the Lord of not even caring. Don't you care that I'm working harder than my sister? Why don't you tell her to get up off of her lazy rear and do something? Help me here. Because there's so much to do, Jesus, before you come. Oh, I'm sorry, you're already here, so <laughs> don't look at my messy house, right? <laughs> As if Jesus didn't know what our house looks like. Here's a side note. Maybe this is tweetable. Jesus is not going to care what your house looks like if you invite him to meet with you. I believe that just gave somebody relief right there. Jesus is not going to tell you to clean your house before he comes to meet with you. He just wants to meet with you in a dirty house, in a clean house, in a messy house, in a perfect house. Can somebody say amen? amen. Number four, demanding. Martha was demanding the Lord to do something. Please, now. 
And sometimes we demand the Lord to do something. We tell Him what we want Him to do. And we don't take the time to say, Lord, what is it that you want to do? Jesus, does it bother you that I'm working and my sister's sitting there listening to you? Maybe I should sit there and listen like my sister. What would you like? Instead, she came up to the Lord with a preconceived idea that he was going to be mad at Mary as much as she was. Right? Wow. We really have to choose to sit. We have to choose to jump off the worry-go-round. We have to sit down and we have to listen and look. And so number two is listen to him. After we sit down, we have to listen. And the number one thing to listen is close your mouth. (laughs) Because if you're opening your mouth and you're saying something, you probably are not listening. Contrary to what we think we know about multitasking, it's really hard to listen and understand somebody's heart if you're talking to them at the same time. I'm, I'm with people all the time because that's what a pastor does and I see people and I'm talking with two people at the same time and they're talking over each other. <laughs> I almost want to step in and say, stop. I can't understand both of you at the same time. Does anybody else feel like that? Are you out there? Just let the other person finish. Listen. Choose to sit down, number one. Number two, listen to him. Turn over to Luke chapter 12. Well, what are we going to be listening for? Wonder what Mary was listening at. What is the Lord saying to you? during these 21 days of prayer and fasting. I believe that what the Lord is saying to you is more important than what you feel like you must do or can we just put it in what we know our to-do list. What the Lord wants to say to you and what the Lord's saying to you is more important than your to-do list. Is that right? Martha was too busy to listen and the more she... She worked the longer that Mary sat at Jesus' feet, the more upset she got. Can you believe? I've passed here three times and she's still sitting there. Have you ever been upset because someone was praying and studying and you you thought that they should be helping you clean? They're in there having their devotion, their quiet time, and I'm in here cleaning. That really brings it home, right? Hello, Martha. Here's a question. How well do you hear the Lord when you're angry? (laughs) Here's Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, about your body, what you will wear, For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. So just when those Macy emails come in, just throw them to the trash. Listen, advertising, 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 advertising. It's 
so in your face. Food and clothes and food and clothes and food and clothes. Then he says, consider, consider, underline the word consider, consider the ravens. In order to consider something, you have to think about it and you have to look at it. To consider it, you have to think about it and you have to look at it. So again, we're listening, we're thinking and we're looking. The ravens, they do not sow or reap. They have no storehouse or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable, valuable are you than the birds? That's why we're looking at the birds. We're not studying them so much to see uh, what family they're from and what coloring they have and how big they are and what is their migration pattern and all of that. No, we're, we're considering the fact that God feeds them and we're more valuable than the birds. And then he asks this question, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? That's a great question. Guys, and we're all, all of us are saying this, I'm so included. Man, if I just had some more time, I don't have enough time. But we all have the same amount of time. It's how we use our time. If we surrender our time to Jesus, he will show us how to use it properly because it is a commodity. It is valuable and precious. But if we don't, dedicate our time to him that we're going to run out of it before we even get to use before we even start to use it and jesus says since you can't can't you cannot do this very little thing then why do you worry about the rest notice that jesus said adding an hour to your life is a very little thing i mean there's so much this is so rich here i don't have the time to go into all of it but man is so rich if we'll just Meditate this this week and see how, how much God wants us to just slow down and listen to him. We have to sit down and we have to listen to him. He says, consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the field, the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more... Will he clothe you, O you of little faith? <laughs> it's kind of Jesus going, ha ha. <laughs> and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Don't worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. And then he says this statement, but seek his kingdom first, or seek first his kingdom. Seek him first. And all of these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is our Father's good pleasure. He's been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So in this passage, he talks about the, the fundamental things, about time, about food, and about clothes. And he wants us to think about things like how the birds eat. And it shows us how valuable we are to God. And he tells us that worrying is vanity. It's wasting time to worry. He knows that we can't even create one hour to add to our life. But he asks us, how, how, how are you going to do that? How's that working out for you? <laughs> You keep saying you need more time, but 
Where are you going to get it? We keep saying, how am I going to get all this done? How am I going to get all this done? And our relationship with God gives us the answer. How to get the God stuff done. Some of the other stuff we do is not necessarily the God stuff, right? God really made us to enjoy the flowers. I think the older you get, the more you begin to look at the flowers and the birds. They're like, wow, how have I been missing this? How have I been missing all of this great things that the Lord created? I think, I don't know, it was about 20 years ago that I started watching the birds. And the first thing that I noticed about the birds that I never saw, never saw a bird fly up to the feeder that didn't have any food in it. All the food's gone out of the feeder. And I never saw a bird fly up there with a sign that says, we'll work for food. <laughs> never one. <laughs> the more that we set our heart on things, the more we're going to worry. So what do we do? We need to set our heart on the kingdom of God. Say that with me. Set my heart on the kingdom of God. How do we do that? We listen to him. We sit down first. Second, we listen to him. We seek his kingdom because he is faithful and he's our provider. And the third thing here is present our request. Present our request. We go back to Philippians chapter 4 where it says that, that, that we're not to be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, thanksgiving, presenting our requests to God, and then the peace of God comes. And this peace is so wonderful that it transcends your understanding. You think, wow, I should be worried right now, but I'm not even worried. And you hear people tell their story, and they're like, you know, I was... I took this step of faith and it was like, I should be worried, but I'm not even worried. This peace that just comes over you, that transcends or goes beyond your understanding or your mind, guards your heart in your mind. Let's look at the word thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an expression of faith that is grateful for the answer before we see it. I'm thankful that God promised to feed me because I'm his child and he takes good care of his children. And so, Lord, I thank you. Jesus said, be thankful for your daily bread, right? That's a little prayer I was taught when I was growing up to pray over my food. God is good. God is great. Wait, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Anybody else remember that? Hey, there's some southerners in here. <laughs> God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By his hands we are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Things like that just stick with you. Man, I'm so thankful for God's grace and his mercy and his loving kindness and his faithfulness and his goodness. Wow. And he's given to every one of us a measure of faith. And Jesus said, that measure of faith, even though it may be like small, like you think it's small, like a mustard seed, if you say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it will work. 
God has given us so much to be thankful for. How can we complain? Peace, this peace comes and it stays. It stays. We need to, it comes, but then we need it to stay, to guard our heart. So don't frustrate the peace. How do we frustrate the peace? By complaining. By saying, well, you know, is this, all this manna that you gave us, is this the only thing you got? I mean, really? We ha- you mean you, we have to eat this every day? Really? Be thankful, and then the peace of God will guard your heart, and will guard your mind, and then you'll have the peace, and in those periods of peace, we hear the voice of the Lord leading us and guiding us. Look at Isaiah chapter 23 and verse 6. Isaiah 23, or 26 verse 3. We present our request. We bring our request before God. The more that we acknowledge God, the more that we're going to be filled with peace. The more that we disregard God, the more we're going to be filled with worry and the cares of this world. And Jesus said the cares of this world in Mark chapter 4, choke out the production of fruit in our lives. Isaiah 23, or 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. Everybody say, I am that him. I am that him. He will keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because I trust him. I tell this every so often, but when Pastor Sheila and I were dating, we decided that we were going to date about two years before we got married. And during that time, that, that was a good choice. That was a good thing to do, to, to consider what we were doing when we got married. For the rest of your life, I'm going to be married to this wonderful woman, and I'm not sure if she can handle me for, two, you know, for the rest of my life. And so I really need to think about this. But during that period of time... I was tormented. I mean, I was just, ooh, I was going through it. If anybody else, when you were engaged to be married, you were like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That was one scripture that I grabbed hold of right in the middle of the storm. I'm like, I don't know, I don't want to make a mistake, I don't want to, ah, ah, ah. So I found Isaiah 26.3, and I, I would repeat that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I was I was bringing that request before the Lord, but it wasn't a request that she would marry me. My request was I just needed peace. And as I requested that peace, I, had, I knew that I had to do a couple things. To trust him so that my mind could be stayed on him so that he could keep me in perfect peace. So it begins by trusting God. If I trust God, my mind's going to be stayed on him And then he's going to shield me or keep me in his perfect peace. Do you see that this morning? The year 2020 can be a year of peace for you. But you're going to have to trust him. And you're going to have to keep your focus on him. So that he can keep you in that perfect peace. The more I trust him, the more my mind is focused and fixed on him. And the more of his peace I will experience. Say that with me. The more that I trust him, 
the more my mind is focused on him. And the more of his peace I will experience. How many need peace in here? I need it. Double portion. If you don't take your portion, I'm going to take it. I mean, I need it. For 2020, I need it. The world needs it. And like, like Jesus said in John, it's not the peace that the world gives. It's the peace that he gives. It's a gift that he doesn't take back. And it's, he says it's so strong, it will guard your heart and it will guard your mind against all the onslaught of the enemy. It's like a shield, but we have to build the shield. Are you with me? Worry is a storm of thoughts in your mind that robs the faith in your heart. But God gives us his peace that surpasses all understanding that shields our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. If you don't have faith in your heart, you're going to be full of fear. Because either you're full of faith... are full of something else. Worry, anxiety, perplexity, fear, anguish, anger, frustration. And guys, we know that praying out of fear does not work. We know that it's impossible to God, impossible to please God, (laughs) if we're not in faith or if we're always afraid. We have to trust him. Trusting him more this year should be another goal of ours, to trust God more, to trust him more. So let's go back. First, we have to choose to sit. If we're going to build the shield of peace, choose to sit. We have to listen to him while we're sitting. That means putting our device down and not looking at it and trying to answer emails and text and all of that chatter. Put it down. Take a hiatus, take a break, fast some of that if you need to fast something. If you feel like you can't break away from it, that's a a sure sign that you're addicted. Guys, and I'm just telling you what the world is dealing with now, an overload of information. There's so much coming at us, we don't even understand. We can't possibly understand the rate of information that comes flooding into all of our ear gate and eye gate all day long. All day long. And the world even knows that it's detrimental to our mental health. We've got to focus on peace this year. We've got to choose to sit down like Mary did. We've got to choose to listen to him. And then we have to present our request to him. We have to pray. We have to hand it over to him. You're not big enough to do it in your own strength. You're not big enough to tackle 2020 in your own strength. It's not about you. It's about him. Amen? So here's what we're going to do. God helping us. Let's stand. We're going to give it over to the Lord. What are you dealing with? What is so big in your mind that it looks like Goliath? You know, there's more than one way, my dad used to say, more than one way to skin a cat. 
<laughs> I don't know what that means. I, n- I never even wanted to skin a cat. But there's more than one way of killing a, a giant, right? David just happened to have some stones in a sling. But we have the ammunition of the Lord. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let's make a decision today, today, to leave Goliath in 2019. I mean, we're a few days into 2020, but listen, you choose today life and death. You choose today to serve the Lord God. You choose today to walk out of that stress and pressure. To lay it down, to say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Strengthen me, help me. Can't deal with it. Let's let's pray for just a moment. If there's anybody in here that needs to make Jesus the Lord of your life, that, that's the first and greatest step that you can do. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.